Alright folks, today I'm going to read an article from the National Geographic magazine uh, from January 2008. Um, Indonesia's Ring of Fire, Volcano Gods, okay, by Andrew Marshall. All hell is about to break loose, but Udi, a 60-year-old farmer from the village of Kinarejo on the Indonesian island of Java, will not budge. Not even though a mere three miles separates the smoldering peak of Mount Merapi from Kinarejo. From Kinarejo. Not even though columns of noxious gas and the nervous tracings of seismographs signal an imminent explosion. Not even though the government has ordered a full-scale evacuation. I feel safe here, he says. If the gatekeeper won't move, then neither will I. Merapi is a natural-born killer. Rising almost 10,000 feet over forests and fields, it ranks among among the world's most active and dangerous volcanoes. Its very name means Fire Mountain. Yeah, look up those two words in the Bible. Fire Mountain. You'll see the, the God in the Bible is talking about a volcano. An eruption in 1930 killed more than 1,300. Even in less deadly times, plumes drift menacingly from the peak some of the surrounding area warns a local hazards map is frequently affected by pyroclastic flows lava flows rock falls toxic gases and glowing ejected rock fragments as the volcano's rumbling crescendoed in may 2006 thousands fled the fertile the fertile slopes and settled reluctantly into makeshift camps at lower safer altitudes even the resident monkeys descended in droves even the monkeys <laughs> okay not udi and his fellow villagers who take their cues from an octogenarian with dazzling dentures and a taste for menthol menthol cigarettes <laughs> God damn, you can't make up these characters, man. You cannot fucking make up these characters. These, this is not a video game. This is real life characters, man. Emba Marijan, the gatekeeper of Merapi. Motherfucker's a shaman. <laughs> Marijan, who has one of the more bizarre jobs in Indonesia or anywhere else for that matter. The fate of villagers like Udi and of the 500,000 res residents of Yogyakarta, a city 20 miles to the south, rests on Marjan's thin shoulders. It is his responsibility to perform the rituals designed to appease an ogre believed to inhabit Merapi's summit. Did you hear that? An ogre. Hmm. <clears throat> This time, the rituals seem to have fallen short. The warnings grow more urgent. Volcanologists, military commanders, even Indonesia's vice president, beg him to evacuate. 
He flatly refuses. It's your duty to come talk to me, he tells the police. It's my duty to stay. Marjan's behavior might seem suicidal anywhere else, but not in Indonesia. An archipelago of 17,500 islands that straddles the western reaches of the hyperactive ring of fire. It's a zone of geophysical violence, a juncture, a juncture of colliding tectonic plates that loops more than 25,000 miles around the Pacific. Geography has dealt Indonesia a wild card. Nowhere else do so many li live so close to so many active volcanoes. Nowhere else do so many live so close to so many active volcanoes. 129 by one count. On Java alone, 120 million people live in the shadow of more than 30 volcanoes, a proximity that has proved fatal to more than 140,000 in the past 500 years. Yeah, talk about Israel and the Bible. These are the f motherfuckers who will tell you those Old Testament stories right now. Death by volcano takes many forms, searing lava, suffocating mud, or the tsunamis that often follow an eruption. In 1883, Mount Krakatoa, often misspelled as Krakatoa, okay, located off Java's coast, triggered, triggered a tsunami that claimed more than 36,000 lives. The name beca became a metaphor for a catastrophic natural disaster. For Marijan, though, an eruption is not so much a threat as a growth spurt. The kingdom of Merapi is expanding, he said, with, with a nod at its smoldering peak. In Indonesia, volcanoes are not just a fact of life, they are life itself. Volcanic ash enriches the soil. Farmers on Java can harvest three crops of rice in a season. Farmers on neighboring Borneo with only one volcano can't. Wait, what? Did you say that? Yeah, we all we all know this by now, right? That volcanic ash is the most fertile soil. Okay. On a less earthly plane, volcanoes stand at the heart of a complicated set of mystical beliefs that grip millions of Indonesians and influence events in unexpected ways. Not just millions of Indonesians. If you are a Bible-believing Christian, you, my friend, also believe in volcanoes because Genesis 1 is a time-lapse of an island being formed by a volcano. That's what Genesis 1 is. Orogenesis. It's, this is why I think music is a great way to condense time. Lava song from the movie Moana. <laughs> That's Genesis 1. Okay. Mystical beliefs that grip millions of Indonesians. Okay. Not just Indonesians, my friend. Like I said, Genesis 1. Millions of Christians. Okay. 
in unexpected ways. Their peaks attract holy men and pilgrims. Hmm. Interesting. But doesn't the Bible talk about... Doesn't... Doesn't like... Uh, doesn't Genghis Khan uh, climb to the top of... Uh, what was this? What was his... Uh, his uh, mountain? Anyways. On... Okay. Their peaks attract holy men and pilgrims. Their eruptions augur political change and social upheaval. You might say that in Indonesia, volcanoes are a cultural cauldron in which mysticism, modern life, Islam, and other religious, other religions mix or don't. Indonesia, an assemblage of races, religions, and tongues, is riveted together by volcanoes. Reverence for them is virtually a national trait. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you say all the same thing for Italy too. I mean, that's that's also all volcanic. So, okay, if or even Hawaii, uh, if the Center for Volcanology and Geological Hazard Mitigation. The government agency that keeps eight seismograph stations humming on Merapi represents modern science. Marajan, the gatekeeper of Merapi, is Indonesia at its most mystical. When a Dutch hiker went missing on the volcano in 1996, Marajan reportedly made the thick mist vanish and found the injured hiker in a ravine. Yeah, talk about the biblical prophets, motherfucker. This is Moses right here. <laughs> the burning bush. He, Moses right here went and, <laughs> fuck me, made the thick mist vanish. <laughs> okay. And found the injured hiker in a ravine. It is often hard to distinguish the kind of volcanic spasm that builds toward a convulsion from the seismic restlessness that settles back into quiescence. But monitoring technology has grown more sophisticated. Yeah, yeah, whatever they say, they still cannot predict when a volcano is going to erupt. They might be able to pick up on the signs, but they still... Okay, overnight, government volcanologists have raised the alert to its highest level. The lava dome might collapse at any moment. Hasn't Marjan heard? The entities leave Marjan unimpressed. The alerts are merely guesses by men at far remove from the spirit of the volcano. The lava dome collapse, that's what the expert, experts say, he says, smiling. But an idiot like me can't see any change from yesterday. It's like, like, can't you see, man? Can't you see the thing play out right in front of your fucking eyes? This is Cain and Abel. This is city versus nature. This is the shaman versus... Who are the scientists? Except they're pharaoh's uh, sorcerers, right? Who was Moses, man? He was the shaman, the nature boy. His snake ate up pharaoh snakes. 
His kundalini was stronger. <laughs> His magic was stronger, right? Okay, but an idiot like me can't see any change from yesterday. Indonesia's motto, motto, Pineka Tunggal Ika, unity in diversity, speaks to some 300 ethnic groups and more than 700 languages and dialects. The government officially recognizes six religions, Islam, Catholicism, Protestant, Protestant, Protestantism, Buddhism, Hinduism, and Confucianism, but mysticism riddles all faiths and bears their animistic roots. Yeah, before all these state religions was what? Where the fuck did these state religions come from? Where the fuck did we get our written texts for all these religions from to begin with? Oral tradition. Who the fuck were keeping these oral traditions, motherfucker? Huh? City boys versus nature. You don't have enough fucking bear girls, motherfucker, for nature to spank you, bitch. Fuck me, man. It's literally spoiled little city boys with their with their daddy's golden spoons up their booty. It's like they go around telling the world this is the right religion. This is how this is just complete brainwashing. If you want if you want to be accepted into our little society here, you have to believe this story. This is this is just like that's how simple it is, man. That's how basic it is, man. <laughs> okay. Sumatra, the vast island northwest of Java, is home to the Batak people converted to Christianity by European missionaries in the nineteenth century. Yet many still believe the first human descended from heaven on a bamboo pole to Mount Pusuk Buhit, an active volcano on the shores of Lake Toba. See, this is what I'm saying. So many creation myths of so many countries involve a fucking volcano. That's just very interesting. Even the Bible. Genesis 1 is a time lapse of a volcano creating an island. An underwater volcano creating an island. Okay. The Tengger, Hindus who live around Mount Bromo in East Java, periodically climb through choking sulfurous clouds to throw money, vegetables, chickens, and an occasional goat into the crater. Yeah, I've already shared stuff on Mount Bromo, Brahma, right here. Okay. On Flores, the... The Nage Catholics, like most on that island, are buried with their heads toward Mount Ebulobo, whose cone fills their southern horizon. Yeah, man. You, you, I guarantee you this shit is not that complicated, man. All Stonehenge and all this shit, remember the rocks facing a certain direction, blah, blah, blah. It's like... Yeah, the center point is the volcano, the egg, 
the 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 circle, the womb, the vagina, whatever you want to call it, the circle is what all us dumb fuck ants came out from. Okay, we are ants on lily pads, just scaled up or down. Okay, let's stop. Fuck it. Okay. Likewise, on largely Hindu Bali, volcanoes are sacred. None more so than 10,000 foot Mount Agung, its highest peak. Huh. Agun in Bengali means fire. It is said a true Balinese knows its location even when blindfolded and many sleep with their heads pointing toward it. It's pretty interesting. It says um, some... Yeah, in some um, in some of the Hindu creation myths, didn't humans come out of the head of some god? Was it Brahma? Or, but yeah, didn't humans come out of the head of a certain god? I mean, I'm just saying it's very interesting because a lot of countries, you go back and read their creation myths with this just this whole volcano symbology as the framework and you'll see yeah this this is all fucking talking about volcanoes man okay in 1963 a catastrophic eruption of mount agung killed a thousand people others starved to death after ash smothered their crops. The very ground beneath us trembled with the perpetual shocks of the explosions, wrote an eyewitness. Yet what once was spoken of as divine wrath is now seen as a gift. Yeah, God gives and takes away. You go speak to Hawaiians who rebuild their homes on... Um, the places where the lava basically covered their old homes at, they rebuild their new homes on top of that location. That's that's what they've been doing. Sounds like what the the people sounds like the Israelites, doesn't it? Who rebuilt the temple on top of the old location. This is not new. This this imagery is is not new. Okay. The rock and sand thrown up by the eruption built hotels, restaurants, and villas for hordes of foreign tourists who started arriving in the 1970s. Despite attacks by Islamic terrorists in 2002 and 2005, which killed more than 220 people, tourism remains Bali's biggest industry. And by the grace of Agung and its neighbor Mount Batur, houses that once nestled in fields of chilies and onions now overlook quarries filled with workers shoveling volcanic sand into trucks. Telling you volcanic ash as a natural fertilizer, not even fertilizer, as just natural fucking soil that anything will grow on is a great investment just saying and it's natural 
It's sent by God itself. Literally. Not everyone has been lifted by the rising tide of tourism. 700 people in the village of Chunyan squeeze into a mountain stronghold near Mount Batur. Their ramshackle houses cling to a sliver of land along a lake in a vast caldera. The villagers fish a dugout the villagers fish in dugout canoes and grow crops on the steep shoulders of the caldera. Literally, zoom out is like ants on lily pads. On floating leaves. Okay. The village's creation myth explains its isolation, telling how a wandering Javanese nobleman fell in love with a goddess who lived in a giant banyan tree. Oh, look at that. Banyan tree. Apparently, the name of Allah in Islam comes from the Tamil word for banyan tree. I'm just saying I heard that, which is which I find very interesting. And look over here, they're talking about banyan trees. She agreed to marry him, but only if he covered his tracks so nobody else could follow him from Java. While tourism has brought breakneck development to the rest of Bali, Trunyan's cherished isolation now spells economic marginalization. Elders watch helplessly as a younger generation traces the same path to Bali's towns and cities as Batur's rock and sand. <clears throat> this is this can't you see the imagery like play out right in front of your eyes? Elders watch helplessly as a younger generation traces the same path to Bali's towns and cities as Batur's rock and sand. Don't you see cities? are the fantasy pleasure island created by these families that have held on to these properties for generations. They set up the whole system in such a way that if you want to fucking survive in the modern world, it's like you have to come into Pleasure Island and become a jackass. That's the that's the price you gotta pay. You gotta become a jackass first. <laughs> this is Cain and Abel right here. <clears throat> Cain went and built cities. I mean, you seeing this shit right in front of your eyes right now, man. What the fuck you need a Bible for and <laughs> And and have this make-believe history of in this land called Israel, which is nothing but a fucking cock block between Africa and Asia, man. The Strait of Gibraltar is owned by the British. The state of Israel was created by the British elite Zionists. Europe sits right above Africa. If you tell me this has got nothing to do with racism, you can suck my dick. <laughs> If this is not pure racism being played out on the world stage, if you don't see that, you can suck my dick. Okay. 
There are no jobs here, no opportunities, admits admits made Tucson. Made Tucson? A teacher at Trunyan's only school. As if economic malaise weren't enough, a recent catastrophe a recent catastrophe added to the litany of woes. A giant banyan tree that had shaded the village for centuries crashed to the ground during a storm, flattening the village temple, though miraculously sparing the holy statue of Dewa Ratu Gede Pansering Jagat, the local deity. <clears throat> I mean, did you just did you just hear what that sentence just said? A giant banyan tree that had shaded the village for centuries crashed to the ground during a storm, flattening the village temple, though miraculously sparing the holy statue of blah blah blah, the local deity. I'm just saying, trees are alive. Trees have spirits. I'm just saying, certain trees have motherfucking spirits. What do you What do you think the tree rings? How do you th- so? What the fuck do you think tree rings are? Oh, they show the age of the tree. Yeah, that's fine, but that is literal. The heartbeat of the tree being manifested into the wood you're seeing that's what the tree rings are the heartbeat of the tree the spirit trees are alive man we all know this trees are the oldest living organisms on this fucking planet the banyan tree is Allah that's where the name Allah comes from the banyan tree, which is one of the oldest trees on this fucking planet. I'm telling you, all this religion shit, the state religions, came from shamanism, which is basically nature, understanding nature, how nature works. <laughs> that's, that's basically what it is. Okay? Scientists are basically the States city boy priests, pharaohs priests, right? Except they've they've lost their virility, right? Their kundalini is weak (laughs) from sucking so much fucking horse cock. Their kundalini is weak, right? So the pharaohs snakes can't put up with Moses Bushman snake, (laughs) right? Fuck it. This is, it's like... Man, it's like <laughs> uh, it's fucking George of the Jungle, man, <laughs> versus Europe, right? It's fucking George Bushman of the Jungle versus Europe, man. Ah, uh, man, you can't make this shit up, man. A village elder, I Kitat Jaksa, blames the disaster on Balinese politicians and businessmen. Hey, look, man, this village elder uh, might know a thing or two. (laughs) 
He blames who? The politicians and businessmen. Hmm, he might be onto something here. He won't name names, he says guardedly, but he insists they angered the volcano deity by praying to advance their careers while ignoring Trunyan's growing disrepair. This shit is happening right now. This is what, when When was this? 2008, man. This is just 2008, man. Others blame the new road, which recently connected the village to the rest of Bali, destroying its isolation and leaving it open to spiritual contamination. In Indonesia, it's a given that human folly can trigger natural disasters. Eruptions, earthquakes... Even a toppling banyan tree have long been regarded as cosmic votes of no confidence in a ruler, a fact of which the country's president, Susilo Bambang Yudhoyono, Yudhoyono. That's okay, Susilo Bambang Yudhoyono is painfully aware. Two months after the president's inauguration in October 2004, an earthquake and tsunami struck Asay province on Sumatra, claiming 170,000 lives. Damn. A quake hit Sumatra three... It's like, I'm just saying, but if you zoom out and look at it from the zoomed out perspective, is literally ants on lily pads. I've shared videos on the ants trying to swim on water. It's like, yeah, 170,000 lives just like that. Fucking crazy. A quake hit Sumatra three months later. If you think about it, <clears throat> these crazy motherfuckers throughout history who... Get off by killing millions of people. I mean, it's it's like literally these crazy hollow egos comparing themselves with literal volcanoes. And let's see who can take more lives. So they can have a sense of power? Is Is that what they get off on is I can feel like a volcano now because I can kill this many number of people is that what Mr. Oppenheimer felt like when he said I have become like Shiva death bringer of destruction when he nuked Japan twice these limp Dick hollow egos need to feel powerful. So they compare. It's like, hey man, if if this is the reality we're living in, I'm just saying, do you think the motherfuckers who gave you the Bible believe in those stories? Okay. 
A quake hit Sumatra three months later, killing perhaps a thousand. Then Mount Talang erupted, forcing thousands of villagers to flee their homes. A chain text message flashed across cell phones, imploring Yudho Yono to perform a ritual to stop the to stop the calamities. <coughs> Mr. President, it read. Please sacrifice a thousand goats. <laughs> Yo, this is Jurassic Park. The goat sacrifice to the T-Rex, right? Please sacrifice a thousand goats. Eudonio, a former general with a doctorate in agricultural economics, publicly refused. Even if I sacrificed a thousand goats, he announced, Disasters in Indonesia will not end. They didn't. There were more eruptions. A statistically certainty in the volcanoes, in the volcano-studded country. I mean, I'm just saying he could have sacrificed a thousand goats, and then see what would have happened, right? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> he didn't. Try it so he can't. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Um, there were more eruptions, right? So I'm just saying, if he would have sacrificed a thousand goats, and then there were still more eruptions, then they could have been sh uh, for sure. Like, yeah, okay, that didn't work. <laughs> I'm just saying that. Okay. One catastrophe followed another. Yeah, because you pissed off the gods. You pissed off the mountain gods. See, this is the thing. Us modern-day dumbfuck humans think science, which has been around for less than 500 years, the scientific method, right? We think that the so-called indigenous primitive people have no idea what they're talking about because we think as modern humans we have such a great grasp on how reality works we think we know it all because these two physical dumbfuck eyes cannot show us the spirit realm the spiritual side, the whatever dimension you want to call it. I mean, literally, the Dr. Judith Curry, who was talking about climate and all this stuff, she was talking about language, okay? And then she was talking about, and then she went on to say a certain sentence where she said, the air, the air holds more water under certain conditions, okay? So then my question is, what is air then? What is air and what is water? When does water turn into air? And when does air turn into water? We are literally seeing yin and yang in front of our fucking dumbfuck physical eyes play out with the rain. With just a bottle of water. You pour some on the table... After some time, that water evaporates. It becomes air. 
because we have said this thing, this idea of what we think is called air, because we have labeled that idea as this word called air, we think we understand it. So we think air and water are two separate things. We think all these sounds we are making from our dumbfuck mouths mean anything to anybody who doesn't speak English. It's just a bunch of noises. It's the same thing as a dog barking. If you don't understand the language, which is just the sounds, which we gave meanings to with images. It is for Apple. <laughs> like, right? <coughs> Humans are the only animals that can be brainwashed. That is what separates us from animals. Animals, we think we can tame them. Until the circus, whatever, gets fucked in the face. By a tiger or a lion or an elephant or whatever. Because they've had it. <laughs> Fuck it. We are still basic as fuck, dumb fuck monkeys, man. We think we're so smart, man. <coughs> we, fuck me, man. Like, we... No, let we speak less languages now than ever before. Because the British have colonized so many minds with their language. <coughs> what is language? What is language, man? <clears throat> what is language? <clears throat> okay. One catastrophe followed another. A quake, a tsunami, floods, forest fires, landslides, dengue fever, avian influenza, and a mud eruption. Yeah. Imagine if you would have just sacrificed a thousand goats. Just imagine. You could have tried it out, bitch. Right? You could have tried it out. No. But we're, you know, we're modern day scientific motherfuckers. We love sucking horse cock. Because we are good little boys of the pharaoh. Fucking useless cocks, man. Trains derailed, ferries sank, <clears throat> and after three major plane crashes, one at Yogyakarta Airport, an editorial in the Jakarta Post advised air travelers to pray. Motherfucker, even the insurance companies cannot insure you of natural acts of God, stupid. You, they will not cover natural acts of God. Fucking, this is what I'm saying. Humans are the only dumb fuck monkeys who can be brainwashed. Useless, fucking brainwashed, dumb fuck, cucked monkeys. They got they got our balls in glass jars. These are the perfect fucktards for corporations. They don't need robots. Dumb fuck brainwashed humans are cheaper than robots. 
The streak of tragedy haunting the president could be explained, it was said, by his inauspicious birth date and by the name of his vice president, Joseph Kala, which bore an unhappy resemblance to that of a man-eating monster called Batara Kala. Amid renewed calls to perform a ritual to dispel the run of bad luck, President Yudhoyono and his cabinet joined a mass prayer at Jakarta's Grand Mosque. Look, I'm not saying sacrificing those thousand goats would have stopped all this. But, because there's no guarantees, motherfucker. It's, it's all, at the end of the day, I mean, at the end of the day, you will believe what you see, right? So, there's, what's the need of belief? What's the need, use of faith and belief? Because at the end of the day, you will believe when you see it. So why not try out all kinds of options to see which one works? And then whatever works, stick with that. If it doesn't work, try something new again, different. It's like, it's not that complicated. But we're not even willing to fucking try. Because we're like, no. We will only watch these movies. That is it. No other movies exist. Only these movies exist. <laughs> and only in these movies, only white dudes are the lead characters. Like, this is how basic the whole plot point is, man. This is how basic it is. Albino horses. Okay, I'm not going to get into that bullshit. Let's just keep reading. Okay. Nothing unusual insisted his spokesman, but the high-profile gathering was clearly meant to allay national fears. Look, man, when people are afraid, they'll believe anything, man. Hey, any motherfucker will... That's when all the wolves come out, so that's when you gotta watch out, okay? All the wolves and sheep's clothing. They'll create chaos. And then, then, they'll, then they'll go after the individuals. Who've been scattered from the group. Okay. Other politicians appealed directly to these spirits. Before running for vice president. One candidate sneaked off to worship at a volcano near Lake Toba. Where there is reportedly a helipad for visiting VIPs. The spirits, the spirits must not have been listening. He was defeated. Another time, members of the... I'm just saying, there's, you don't have to believe shit. In fact, I'm, like I said, I don't like the word belief. Because it says, I'm going to stop using my brain now. That's why I don't like that word. Don't believe anything. But, you ever wonder... The motherfuckers who are writing these things as if, and, 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 you know, just glorifying science, let's say. That's fine. You know, people can do whatever the fuck they want. But, 
the scientific method is a method. Okay, it's not it's not like a set of beliefs. It's a method of doing experiments where you can see if the conclusions are repeatable. That's called the scientific method. That is scientific. That's what scientists should do. Okay, that's what good scientists do. But there's this thing called scientism <clears throat> where it's just another religion. It's just basically a bunch of scientists all get together and say we believe in this. Even if there's evidence, scientific evidence that says otherwise. That's not science. That's not the scientific method. That's just another religion. That's just another set of beliefs. So, like like Dr. Judith Curry, she's a real scientist following the scientific method doing real science. She's not saying, oh, I, this is my, these are my beliefs. These are the list of my beliefs, so I belong to this group of whatever. It's like, no, that's not science. That's just another fucking religion. So, if, according to Dr. Judith Curry, there are all these motherfucking scientists sucking horse cock, then, well, obviously that says they're all um, on this whole climate agenda then, which is bringing in a lot of money. It's about money. The whole green shit is about money. Look how Germany's getting fucked up the ass right now. Falling for all this bullshit. They drank all the American Kool-Aid. And now they're going to turn blue this winter. Okay. Another time, members of the Indonesian National Unity and Fusion Party gathered high on Merapi's slopes for a ritual-laced political rally, even though the volcano was on the brink of, erup of erupting. Led by Arif Koesno, a portly ex-actor who believes he is the reincarnation of Indonesia's first president, Sukarno, the ceremony started with the slaughter of nine goats and ended with party members dancing wildly in a circle. Yeah, so did David dance in front of the Lord, right? But naked. It's in your Bible. I don't know why it's always other cultures that are primitive when it's in your Bible. Like, <laughs> okay. After this ceremony, Koesno declared, I am certain Merapi will not erupt. Three days later, it did. Jesus H. Christ resurrected from the dead. Three days later, it erupted. <laughs> in the smoking caldera of Indonesian politics, belief in the supernatural persists among even the modern, even the most modern high-ranking leaders. I'm just saying, when this whole climate change bubble bullshit pops... There's going to be a lot of motherfuckers who are going to be known for sucking horse cock. Whole world's going to know, oh my goodness, you sucked horse cock. Okay. Indonesian politicians are hypocrites. 
says Permadi, a professional soothsayer and a member of parliament. They say they believe in Islam, in the Holy Quran. They also claim to be rational because many are educated in America. But in their hearts, they still believe in mysticism. I'm just saying, when you are standing on top of a volcano which is rumbling, it doesn't matter what you believe, my friend. <sighs> As I say, belief is a bad word, which basically makes you stop using your brain. Which, in fact, if you used your brain more often, there is no separation between your mind and your body. Okay? Like I like like he's saying these the words we use to to communicate are just sounds and ideas and images in our heads. There's there are symbols at trying to explain reality. Okay? Like Tom Hanks says, a volcano is a volcano. The best that you could do is, is, uh, 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 what do you say? The best thing you can do is, 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 uh, what's the word? Accept it. And then from there, that's all you can do. Just accept it. Volcano's a volcano. Okay. Even President Yudho Yona claims Permadi has... Conducted a ritual atop Mount Lau, a revered Javanese volcano. The persistence of mysticism also explains why, when campaigning for office, many politicians make it a point to pay their respects to Mba Marijan, the well-connected gatekeeper of Mirapi. Yeah, he's like the local shaman. That was the original prophet leader judge whatever is that's that's fuck it's that's um rafiki from the lion king he was the shaman okay and didn't he live in a banyan tree hmm <laughs> as things heat up around merapi <clears throat> dozens of reporter reporters flock to cover the standoff staring Starring the immovable Marjan Merapi's first media age gatekeeper. Soon his face and the words President of Merapi adorn t-shirts all over Yogyakarta. This is literally like Moses and Aaron. This is like fucking... Okay. To raise funds for his impoverished Kina Rejo neighbors. He appears in a television adv advertisement for an energy drink. Marjan, who inherited his job as Merapi's caretaker from his father, is paid the equivalent of a dollar a month by the Kraton as the Sultan's high walled palace in Yogyakarta is known. In traditional Javanese cosmology, the Kraton sits on an invisible line between Mount Merapi and the nearby Indian Ocean. The Sultan, a palace publication, explains 
is a divinely chosen person whose coronation is preceded by a supernatural message. Along with the everyday business of governing Yogyakarta, the Sultan is also responsible for placating a powerful sea goddess called Ratu Kidul and Merapi's guardian ogre Sapu Jagat. <clears throat> Interesting because in Bengali, sap, sap, shop, shop, sap. Yes, yeah, sap means snake, right? Okay, one morning, soldiers arrive. I don't want to leave, Marjan tells them with all the firmness his creaky voice can convey. Maybe I'll leave tomorrow. Maybe the day after tomorrow. It's up to me. Then he heads for the village mosque. Marjan's duties may include mollifying a volcano-dwelling ogre, but he is also a devout Muslim who prays five times a day. Two days later, the lava dome collapses. <coughs> the dome on the rock collapses. Traffic grinds to a halt in downtown Yogyakarta as motorists gape at the scorching avalanche of rocks rushing down Merapi's western flank away from Marajan's village. Thanks to the timely evacuation, nobody is hurt. Antonius Ratdomorporbo, director of the Volcanological Volcanological Research and Technological Development Agency in Yogyakarta is visibly relieved. Merapi isn't a big volcano, but it's heavily populated. Many people, many people were killed in 1930 simply because they were too close. Marjan has just been lucky, he says. A month later, the lava dome collapses again, this time to the south and two rescue workers perish under six feet of hot ash. Fresh, fertile ground. <laughs> Again, fortune, or is it the volcano deity, spares Marajan's village. Does the gatekeeper understand anything about the science of volcanoes? I don't know, he, I don't know replies Rato Porbo with a tight smile. You ask him. <clears throat> In his stubborn adherence to duty, Marjan has gone head-to-head -head not only with the authorities but also with his own boss, Hamenku Buono X, the Sultan, who backed the government's call for an evacuation. This is like um, the story of the Bible prophets having who was it like wasn't there like a like a face off with the bible prophets and like the was it the philistines or something on whose offering you know god would set on fire is like it's like shaman versus shaman okay um, Hamenku Buono X, the name means sustainer of the universe, 
heads a dynasty that dates back to the 18th century. His official portrait shows him in full Javanese court attire, a curved dagger tucked into his magnificent batik sarong. Yeah, see, this, this, this imagery is all around that area. The dagger, the curved dagger, the fucking, the head, uh, <clears throat> the head turbans, sarongs. It's, uh, interesting. His everyday wear is an impeccably tailored dark suit, preferably Armani. In his office, during an interview, he puffs on a fat Davidoff cigar. A large painting of a volcano hangs on the wall behind him. Not Merapi, he says dismissively, Fuji. Though tradition requires he employ Marijan, Hamanku Buono X, a law graduate, does not believe in volcano-dwelling spirits. He is a progressive Muslim who has urged Yogya Kartans to consider Merapi's eruptions from a scientific perspective. A great nation cannot be built on pessimistic myths, he believes. Oh, these uh, young... The relationship between the Sultan and Marjan is uneasy, to say the least. The two inhabit opposite poles. Yeah, this is Cain and Abel right here. This is, this is Pharaoh versus Moses. Shaman versus King. It's just nature versus uh, cities. It's like, guess who wins? Guess who wins? The modern sultan versus the mystical gatekeeper. Marjan tells reporters he will evacuate if ordered by the sultan, but he doesn't mean the current ruler. His sultan is the much-loved Hamanku Buono, the IX, what is that? Father of Hamenku Buono X. Who appointed Marijan as gatekeeper and who died almost 20 years ago. And Samson led Israel for 20 years. I follow the ninth sultan, he says. He was the man in the Creighton last time I visited. In Marjan's opinion, the current sultan's biggest mistake is allowing businessmen to strip Merapi of millions of cubic feet of rock and sand. Yeah, this is the song by Gorillaz, uh, Fire Came Out of the Monkey's Head. This is, this is that song. Businessmen to strip Merapi of millions of cubic feet of rock and sand. Volcanoes provide everything, motherfucker. They dig up these vol these dragons, these sleeping dragons, which are full of treasure. Geologists rule the world, I think. Because, like, how do how do they first of all find out what place has what stuff under the the ground? So it's like these motherfuckers. Like, Google Earth was just a, yeah, it was nothing for them. That was free for us normal citizens. <laughs> like, imagine what they have. Okay. 
<clears throat> He's not the Sultan, says Marjan witheringly. He's just the governor. Marjan is not alone in his disapproval. Some in Yogyakarta accuse Hamanko Buono X of turning this cultural capital into a city of shopping malls and of spending too much time on the golf course. Yeah, man, it's the same old bullshit capitalism, man. They go pay certain families that will sell off their country and their mineral rights for these billions of billions of dollars which they print out of their asses man it's just they yearn for the comfort of ancient rites and criticize the sultan for neglecting ceremonies his father routinely attended in 2006 the sultan was conspicuously absent from an annual ritual to bless offerings for the ogre sapu jagat and the sea goddess ratu kidul the offerings, which include food, flowers, cloth, and clippings of the sultan's hair and fingernails, are meant to ensure the sacred alignment between the volcano, his palace, and the Indian Ocean, and thus the safety of the people. Look, man, if it's such basic mythology, if it's so, like, stupid and basic, and, like, why don't you just do it then? I mean, you if, if let's say... Your country people are asking you to do this because they believe in it. Why, if you're their leader, why can't you do that for them? I mean, whether it works or not, if it uh, helps your country people, I don't know, sleep at night, <laughs> what the fuck is the problem? Hmm? What's the problem? Why can't you believe in both? Science and mysticism. Why can't... Where do you think stage religions came from, motherfucker? Huh? This this whole thing of city boys thinking they know everything is starting to get really annoying, man. It's starting to get really old and annoying. Just spoiled little bastards who never got spanked by their daddies. It's just getting annoying. Grow the fuck up. Grow up, man. Grow the fuck up. Okay. Less than two weeks after Merapi's first major eruption of 2006. Okay, this whole thing is written from a scientist's perspective, I'm assuming. But I'll also say, scientists have also got it wrong. There's been times when they said the volcano was going to erupt, but it didn't. I'm just saying, they were wrong too. So, Dr. Judith Curry says, even till now, we cannot predict when a volcano is going to erupt. We don't know that. Even science cannot tell you that. She said it. And she's not the only scientist She's not the only crazy scientist out there saying crazy things like this. No. You ask any regular scientist, they'll tell you, yeah, we can't really, uh, we can't really predict when volcanoes are going to erupt. We're, we're, it's, it's, it's not, it's just, 
It's nothing new. Okay. Less than two weeks after Merapi's first major eruption of 2006, a powerful earthquake had struck south of Yogyakarta, killing more than 5,000 people. The palace and royal burial grounds were also badly damaged, an ill omen for the sultan already the target of public outrage, outrage over the slow distribution of relief funds. Damage control was in order. Even a modern even a modern sultan can't escape the force of the old beliefs. I mean, jeez, man. It's like, with or without him, the annual ritual offerings had to be made. So the sultan's staff laid out of... So the sultan's staff laid out offerings in the quake-damaged courtyard for a brief ceremony, then sent them to waiting cars, which sped off in two separate directions. The first set of offerings was brought to Marjan's house. The next morning, the gatekeeper hiked to a pavilion a mile from the volcano's peak, where amid trees snapped in half, by the latest pyroclastic flow and the crash of tumbling boulders, he solemnly prayed over the sultan's offerings. A second set of offerings were driven south to Parang Kusumo, the Indian Ocean beach where legend says the sultan's 16th century ancestor Senopati met the sea goddess Ratu Kidul. Thousands of houses lay in rubble amid the rice fields. At Parangusumo, the sultan's staff buried his hair and fingernail clippings near the beach in a walled-off compound where two flower-strewn stones marked the site of the ancient encounter. Other offerings were flung into the waves. It is August. Three months have elapsed since the first major eruption of the year. Though still active, Merapi has settled down. Residents attribute the calm to Marjan's prayers and presence on the volcano. But calm in Indonesia is about as long-lasting as a plume of smoke. See, it's like scientists just, they just cannot... And they're afraid to take mushrooms. So they don't even want to take mushrooms. And they'll bitch about when they're wrong. Whatever, man. It's all good. The antagonist in the equation is militant Islam. Radicalized by events. Obviously now it has to go back to something. It's just fucking these people cannot just write a story without having to... Suck horsecock, man. And the United States invasion of Iraq groups preaching a more austere version of Islam have gained strength and influence fueled by the perception that Islam is the cure for Indonesia's ills. Notably, that Islam, notably its poverty and corruption. Some local governments have introduced measures based on Sharia Islamic law that call for the arrest of women not wearing headscarves or the public whipping of adulterous couples. Militant Islamists have targeted mysticism in the conviction that such practices pollute the fate. 
faith. Ah, <coughs> uh, yeah, you would be surprised at the origins of Islam, my friend. You would be very surprised. Islamic relief workers who arrived in Yogyakarta following Merapi's first blow up in May 2006 vowed to disrupt rituals held on the volcano. While in Jakarta, members of an Islamic youth group hacked branches from a sacred banyan tree to prove it had no magical power. You guys fucked up, man. You guys fucked up, man. This is what I'm saying. Humans are the only dumb fucks who can be brainwashed. People used to believe that things like graves and big trees were sacred, says Mohammed Goodwill Zubir, a leader of Muhammadiyah, an organization focused on peaceful ways to purge the Muslim faith of pre-Islamic influences, including the heretical reverence for volcanoes. That is so funny, my friend. That is hilarious. If you only had any clue. <laughs> if you only had any clue what the God in. Oh my goodness. That is, that is just irony. As Muhammadiyah spreads in those areas, such beliefs had died out, have died out, Subir says. Zubir says. His movement boasts about 30 million members and runs thousands of mosques, schools, and clinics to promote the ortho the orthodoxy. It's just funny because even in your own book, the Quran, it talks about volcanoes. It, this is just hilarious, man. You guys don't even read your own books. You guys don't even read your own books and you preach it to other motherfuckers and you beat the shit out of them. And you don't even read your own books. Your own book talks about volcanoes. Fuck me, man. But how to explain a painting of what looks like Merapi hanging outside Zubir's office in Jakarta? It's just art, he shrugs, nothing more. Still, there are men like Satria Narada who believe that mysticism will not merely survive, it will flourish. Yeah, man, can you even explain your own heartbeat, dumb fuck? Huh? Do you beat your own heart? Like, look, fucking brainwashed, cucked monkeys. They got your balls in glass jars. That's the secret of humans, is you can brainwash them. Motherfuckers can't explain their own heartbeats. And they're talking about science and, and mysticism. Mysticism. These people believe in myths. Fuck it. Yeah, we'll learn. We'll all learn the hard way. What else, man? What else? We'll learn the hard way. If you're not going to learn the easy way, you're going to learn the hard way. Shit, man. Narada owns Bali's top newspaper and television station. Locals admire... The 40-something media mogul for conducting the lavish rituals that President Yudhoyono so pointedly dislikes. <clears throat> Volcanoes are the thrones of the gods, he explains. They are nature's greatest force, one which can sustain life or destroy it. 
Narada is helping underwrite an ambitious program of building Hindu temples across Indonesia, particularly on active volcanoes. Huh, interesting. In addition to raising nearly $1.5 million to complete a temple on Lombok's Mount Rinjani, he has plans to he has plans to build on Sumbawa's Mount Tambora, site of an 1815 eruption that was the biggest in recorded history. Look, this is the rebuilding of the third temple, right? You do it on top of an active volcano, Israel, because the the god in your Bible is a volcano god. Do your do your homework. Jordan Maxwell can help you with that. The God in the Bible that the Israelites worship, the so-called Israelites worship, was a volcano God. <clears throat> okay. Naturally, he hopes one day to erect a temple on Mount Merapi. Building Hindu temples is predominantly Muslim. Building Hindu temples in predominantly Muslim areas might seem a, danger, a dangerous pro provocation in a country prone to religious and ethnic strife. But Narada is undeterred. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I'm just saying, in, in, in Asia, there has been places that have had People from all kinds of different religions, languages, whatever, actually live together and get along. And yeah, you're going to have some shit every now and then, just like anything else. But mostly, everybody just got along with their differences. Can you believe that? That is not possible. That's, that's not possible. Can you believe that shit? They got along. Okay. Temples help strengthen Balinese culture by harnessing the spiritual power of the volcanoes they're built on, he explains. Most of all, they help restore the harmony between humans and nature. Look, this guy sounds like he knows what he's talking about. This guy sounds like, uh, he sounds like he knows what he's talking about. This helps all Indonesians, not just Balinese, he says. A happy thought, except that harmony seems hard to come by in a nation splintered by multiple beliefs and languages. See, this is what I'm saying. It's like any sort of fucking diversity they'll bitch about in the West. Oh, look at all the divisions. They're, they're, but they're getting along, man. They're getting along. I'm tired. Just because the West cannot understand how the fuck motherfuckers from different cultures, languages, religions can get along. Just because the West doesn't understand that doesn't mean these motherfuckers who are doing it doesn't mean they don't get it. I mean, they're doing it. Fucking useless, man. Just tired of the same fucking bullshit, man.
just so annoying. It is so annoying, man. I am tired. All they do is repeat the same fucking bullshit for generations, man. Fucking grow up already, dumb fucks. Grow the fuck up already. Go fucking travel. Jesus fucking Christ, man. Revivalist Hinduism, militant Islam, ancient mysticism, which will prevail? These motherfuckers cannot understand just motherfuckers getting along. They they don't get it. It's fucking retarded, man. Perhaps all, perhaps none. Globalization is sweeping through Indonesia like a monsoon. A young, internet-savvy generation worships not volcanoes, but Asian boy bands and English soccer clubs. Yeah, that's fine, motherfucker. This is the teenagers. What the fuck do they know? Fuck, fucking what the fuck do they know? But don't count the volcanoes out yet. I mean, how how are you going to dismiss geography, dumb fuck? You live on it. How you gonna how you gonna ignore geography, stupid? Fucking retarded man. But don't count the volcanoes out yet. Recently Golkar, Indonesia's largest political party, held its annual conference in Yogyakarta. I'm just saying, I'm just tired of this bullshit, man. Like, at first, China was what? Was uh was was uh was looked down on because they weren't locking everything down like they were in the West at first, right? And then now all of a sudden, because China's still dealing with COVID, now all of a sudden the Western media cares so much about Chinese people, right? And and the Chinese people being locked down. Why? Because the West doesn't produce jack shit. Everything is made in China. So if the Chinese people stop working, guess what happens? Now the West cares so much about Chinese people. I'm tired of the hypocrisy, man. That's all I'm saying. You guys are shameless. You guys are shameless, man. It's it's fucking pathetic. Fucking shameless, man. The whole world is tired of your bullshit. Whole world is tired of you, Mr. Wizard of Oz. You got your pants down, your dick don't stand up no more. It just it's done, man. Move on. Pass the baton on, man. It's embar you are embarrassing yourself. They won't help. All they'll do is hold you back and then bitch about how stupid you are. Fucking retarded. Shameless. Pathetic. Sad. Go get some sunlight, some vitamin D. Go travel, eat some different food, bitch. Learn a different language. You are pathetic. You wasted so much fucking time, man. You wasted so much fucking time.
Nobody has to do jack shit, man. Nobody has to do jack shit. Karma? You cannot outrun your own karma, my your own karma, my friend. As long as that heart is beating, that is the GPS location device <laughs> location point for your device. You you for your karma. You cannot outrun you cannot escape your own karma. Pathetic. That's what I'm saying. Just grow the fuck up. It's not even like the rest of the world is just trying to kill you. They're just tired. Just grow the fuck up. Play your part, bitch. Play your fucking part. Don't just act in it. In the movies. Don't just act the part in the movies. Fucking do it in real life. Grow the fuck up, man. Grow the fuck up, man. We're tired of your bullshit. Grow the fuck up. It's ambitious leader, Vice President Joseph Kala. He of the inauspicious name is expected to run for president in 2009. In the teak-paneled ballroom of the Hyatt Regency, Kala introduces the guest of honor as a man who is resolute and able to make decisions in any situation or risk. It's Mba Marijan, of course. Who better to launch a campaign for the nation's highest office than the president of Merapi? Well, that was the end of that one. I'm just saying, man, I'm tired of this comparison, this constant comparison of who's better, who's dominating, who's on top, who's, who's, is like, it's so basic, man, it's so basic, man. It's 2022. Can we actually do some evolving, some updating of our consciousness, of of our software? Can we for once actually have some real change instead of just lip service and just more new fucking ways of... Instead of new ways of saying the same fucking story. It's just the same... It's the same ideology, just repackaged, but it's the same ideology, the same conclusions, the same winners. It's, it's like, come on, man. Come on, man. But I will say, the older I get, the more I am learning how powerful stories are. Like literally, you are controlling <coughs> millions and billions of people with stories. It's just crazy. That's the power of stories. 
literally the old man in the village or in the tribe who would tell the stories around the fire at the end of the day is the motherfucker who is the Wizard of Oz, who is the Pope. Whatever, the, the fucker who tells the story and the sheep that believe his or her stories. Right? I mean, this is literally, that's how, how it actually runs. I'm not even, like, that's how basic it is. Like, literally, someone starts talking, says bunch, tells stories, whatever, and a bunch of people listen and react. And if they like, they stick around. If they don't, they leave. It's, that's how basic it is. And you have this many followers. <laughs> Man. Well, I'll tell you the difference between humans and robots. Okay, I'll tell you the difference. Robots. See, this is this is the this is the secret, man. This is the secret. Humans are little packages of chaos. That's, that's, if, I'm just saying, if you, if you look at it from an energy perspective, human beings are a little package of chaos, a little ordered package of chaos that is basically unfolding, and once the chaos has completely unfolded, you die. Because the cells don't regenerate no more. Right? So the body cannot host the spirit, the avatar anymore. So, well, you die, whatever that means. Humans are little packages of chaos. Now. Humans... Well, humans working together can um, do some really crazy things, man. Just saying. Energy, okay? Constructive, destructive, positive, negative, air, water, yin, yang, male, Female, masculine, feminine, sun, moon, night, day. These are words. These are words. Humans have forgotten what humans are. You have forgotten what you are. Right, Mr. Mufasa? I am repeating your lines. 
You have forgotten what you are, man. Woman, man, woman. You have forgotten what you are. Well, that's also part of the story. That's also part of the process. The forgetting is part of the process. Don't worry. <laughs> you forget so you remember, so you can remember. Why do you need to remember? Well, because like Mr. Rumi said, you have to keep breaking your heart till it opens. I mean, even when you are crying... Your tears, your salty tears, are, are basically liquid crystals, right? It's still order, still creation. Crystals are music. <coughs> you have forgotten what you are, man. Woman. Do you beat your own heart, bitch? <laughs> huh? Do you beat your own heart, man? Hmm? You have forgotten what you are, man. Peace. Peace, monkey. Peace. <laughs>